Well, I think this is where people can get really bogged down and then write down like, okay, I'm going to only eat a thousand calories a day and I'm going to exercise for an hour and a half a day and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, you know, they're, they can, they can put too much down. So here's the encouragement. The encouragement is small goals. We've talked about this since we launched this podcast, but this is my goal that my, my life's work is to encourage people to take small steps and the and the more change you have to make, the smaller the step you need to take. Welcome to Champions Mojo Weekly Podcast, where your hosts, Kelly Palace and Maria Parker, share with you what it takes to be a champion. Kelly is a former Division I head swim coach, Olympic trials qualifier, and holds Masters World and National Swimming Records. And Maria holds world records in endurance cycling and was the overall women's winner of the world's toughest bike race, Race Across America. They'll be sharing their personal stories and wisdom, along with interviewing other champions to give you the tools you need for becoming a true champion in your own life. And now, your host, Kelly Palace. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo podcast, where, as usual, I am hosting with Maria Parker. Hi, Maria. Hi, Kelly. So glad to be talking to you today. Yes, and Maria, we have a hot topic of how to lose the quarantine 10 or 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really <laughs> appropriate because... We've all been stuck in our house, and a lot of us have felt stress or fear. Um, a lot of us have been baking for the first time in many uh, months or years. And so it's been really easy to have some extra weight creep up on us. And so today's show, we're hoping to, uh, you know, for those of us whose, whose genes are getting a little tight, and I'll, I'll volunteer to be one of those people, because <laughs> they are, today's show is to help you Get in the right spot to try to get back uh, down to your to your good weight. Yeah, eating for the, the reasons you said, and even as my husband calls me, ectomorphic old me who never <laughs> never gains weight. I you know, and and I don't I don't want us to talk about weight per se. Right. Yeah. I want to talk about just kind of uh, fitness and being more toned than more full of fat and. So even my my little husband, you know, of course we live in Florida and I'm in a bikini a lot around him. And even he kind of pushed his little finger into my belly the other day. <laughs> you know, it's like like he's like, "Oh, you've been having some anxiety eating, honey." And I usually have have a pretty flat stomach, but um this, yeah, that would for, for for some people that would be grounds for divorce. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean. It was just his, his little way of saying, you know, but I, I think this is, is a very timely topic. And one thing, you know, we have not shared with our listeners that I, I think, you know, we, we said it's time for us to um, come out of the closet, come, come out of the closet <laughs> and, and tell people that we have been studying to be officially be health coaches and we are about done and. So we've been working with clients and this is something that has really come up, this comfort eating. And we are working with clients right now to take them through this how to lose the quarantine 10. And we have this great system that we thought we would share with everyone. 
Yeah, I'm excited to share with everyone because I'm excited to share what I've learned because it's helped me a lot and it's helping my clients too. So this will be a great show for those people who just need a little bit of a, a good beginning. Yes, yes. So the thing that we think is very helpful when one is starting out. So let's say, you know, you have your jeans are too tight. You don't like the the way that your middle looks. You've been eating. What do we say the two comfort foods of this pandemic have been? I don't know, but it's salty, crunchy, sweet, gooey for me. <laughs> yes. So I, I think I've heard from quite a few people and I read somewhere it's, it's peanut M&Ms. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And potato chips. No, yeah, Lay's ruffled potato chips. <laughs> yeah, and, and peanut M&M's. So, peanut, that's right. Yeah, so those are the two. And and we have a, right there, we have some good swap out foods. Um, if you're eating potato chips, it may not sound as great initially, but that salty satisfaction that you can switch out are olives. Yeah. And if you're craving that chocolate sweet, um, there is a chocolate bar called the Choco Zeros that are fabulous. really sweet, really chocolatey. They're like almond bark, zero sugars. They're fabulous. So those would be two swap outs, which we can put in the show notes. But yeah, let's yeah, get started. Yeah. yeah, let's go. With our uh, steps. Okay, I'd like to start first. And I think one of the things that we've learned, and it, it just does so well, is when you're sitting down to try to make some plans for some changes in your life for things that may not be going well. One thing that you can do to really get you started in the right on the right track is to think to yourself, what is going well? What's going well for me right now? What am I doing right? Yes. So start with something positive. So you let's say you're setting you're setting yourself up to lose this 10. So what's going right? What are you doing right with your health, your fitness, your either your eating or your exercising because of those are the two main factors in affecting your quarantine 10. So Maria, what, what's going well for you right now? Oh, I'm glad you asked me that. Well, I think, you know, for me, the quarantine and not eating out as much has, I think what's going well for me is that I'm, I'm getting new recipes. I'm kind of inspired to cook new stuff. So I would say sort of my interest in cooking is, is up a, a level, which I think is, is a great thing. It's a, it's a great way to, to start you know, sort of a new eating plan. What about you, Kelly? What's going well for you? Yeah, I would say that even though it's not my first exercise of choice, I would say that because of the quarantine and having more time, I am actually doing more walking, more riding of my bike, more yoga, because I have more, a little more time and also marks around to want to do things. So I, I think I'm actually probably burning more calories than maybe I normally would, or at least I'm getting outside. I'm get, I think I'm getting outside more. No, that's great. Yeah. I notice. you know, a lot of people are getting outside more. You can't, you can't exercise in a gym. So the road in front of my house looks like a park. I mean, we have constantly have people riding by and, and running by. So I think that's probably true for a lot of people. So think about, so first step, think about what's going well, and that, that'll get you in the right frame of mind as you begin um, setting goals and, and moving forward. Yeah. And then the second step in this process is to state that desired goal. You know, like I, you know, and it has to be those, those parameters of being very um, specific, having it, it be measurable, having stated in the positive, a, a time frame. Um, we don't, you know, it's not exactly a smart goal, but it needs to have some, some parameters around it that you can identify with. And that would be, you know, say, I want to lose, you don't even have to say 10 pounds, but 
I want my jeans to fit like they used to by whatever date seems reasonable to you or um, specifically. Any other coaching on that one, Maria? Yeah, I think it's important to remember that when you set goals for yourself, they should not involve, they should not require anybody else to participate. In other words, you can't set a goal that my husband's going to lose 10 pounds <laughs> yeah. as much as she might like that or, or want that. So, so whatever it is, whatever goal you're setting for yourself uh, should, should be something that you, you have power over. And I really like uh, the specificity of it, you know, of it, a time frame and clothes fitting better is better than, you know, pounds lost, uh, I think too. And it's, and it's a positive it's positively stated. So yeah, I think, you know, and it's helpful too, if there's some sensory aspect to it. So, you know, imagining, you know, putting on slipping into your clothes. I think one of my clients said that to me once, you know, I, I want to just slip into them. <laughs> and I think that yeah. the implication was that getting into their clothing was it was a little bit of a challenge because they were. I love that. I love that. You just you just slip right in. Yeah. So sensory, if you can use your senses around your goal setting, I think it's more powerful. I like that. That's really great. Now this one is uh, step number three in this process is you really have to get to what is your motivating factor. It's the why underneath the why underneath the why, why, why. So, Maria, if I were to ask you, why do you want to lose your pandemic, I mean, your, your quarantine 10, or why do you want to slip into your jeans? Yeah, that's good. So I, so here's the process on that, and I'm going to just work through it, you know, right now with you. So, yeah. you know, everybody wants to lose a few, well, not everybody, but <laughs> we talked about this, probably 90% of people and in the United States, uh, wouldn't mind losing a little bit of weight. So, so there's the first, for me, there's the, there's the obvious, like, well, I want my clothes to fit looser. Um, but you know, why do I care about my clothes fitting looser? Well, you know, I, when I, when I, when I'm, for me, when I'm exercising, I want to feel light and strong. Um, you know, if I'm running or I'm cycling that extra weight going up a hill or extra pounding on my knees, um, you know, I know it's bad for me. So that's, that's kind of a why under the why, but the, but the real for me, as I keep going deeper on this, I want to live a long and healthy life, or at least a, I want to live healthfully each day, I guess is a good way to put it and making good choices about my food and, you know, and, and, and letting go of any extra fat that I don't need to live is, is a, great way for me to feel like, yeah, you know, this is the, this is the body I want to carry into my nineties. I like that. I like that a lot, Maria. I'm working with a client right now that wants to be youth, be a youthful grandmother and, yeah, that's you nice. know, be able to pick up her grandkids up and down and get down on the floor. And, you know, it just, it just feels so much better. One of my favorite sayings that I've had on the fridge on and off during my marriage to Mark is, Nothing tastes as good as thin feels. And yeah. and that's just that I think Tony Robbins claims that, but I I think it's just kind of common sense. And I ride a stationary bike with an air desk when I'm working at my computer. And I got to say that this little Pillsbury dough belly that I seem to have gotten, um, <laughs> I, I when I lean forward to like tie my shoe on this 
recumbent bike that I'm riding while I'm working on my computer, I feel my little belly for the first time. And it, it feels gross, not gross, but it's just, it's like uncomfortable. I'm not as flexible. I can't reach out as much and it feels in the way and it, you know, it's tighter in my jeans. And so that is, that is really a first for me, a very first. And so I'm right here with everybody that, you know, this is something that that's a big why for me is comfort. Yeah. Just being comfortable in your body is so important. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I think that's really, that's a really nice and kind of a deep why. Cause you, yeah, you, you wake up in your body and you carry it around with you all day and yeah, it's like slipping into your clothes. You want to slip in there and feel good. You know, and one of the things that can help you identify the really, we call it the big motivating factor. The re, what if, if this is the really important thing is on a scale of one to 10, how important is this? And if it's not an eight, nine or 10, you know, you probably aren't motivated enough to do it. Yes, that's a great point. That's a great point. And and then if you're not motivated enough in these early stages, you just, you know, it may turn into 20. But I I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I think if you start, if you catch it earlier, it's, it's a lot easier than later. But yeah, I agree that you need to be, you need to have a motivating factor. So Maria, what's the, what's our fourth step? Unless you have something else, were you going to say something? I, I would emphasize that spending plenty of time on your motivating factor and maybe listing them out, writing them out is going to be really helpful for you to remember. For me, one of the things I do, Zwift, which is an online riding game, a bicycle riding game, and I and I race now once a week. And you know, the only way they tell, you know, the the only their, your speed is based on your your power per your your body weight. So one of one of my one one of my Wise is like I want to go faster in these in these races, you know. And if one way is to produce more power, another way is to to lose, a, a, you know, a little bit of of weight. So that's just one of those things. And if I write a big list of all these things, when one when one motivating factor isn't enough, another might be. So I think reminding yourself of the why is super important. But anyway, to get to the number four, and I think this is really so. It was new for me and I love it. It's it's creating what we call an anchor. And Kelly, will you explain what an anchor is? Yes. And I, I think the anchor ties in great to your motivating factors. So an anchor is just something that reminds you and connects you and grounds you to your goal. So for example, if you attach... Um, a picture of you in a bikini when you were, you know, at a weight that you liked or a fitness level that you liked, then that could be, you could put that picture up somewhere that would motivate you to say, you know, that's what I want to look like or a dress that you were in. Or um, if you have a favorite song, you know, like the theme song to Rocky climbing up the stairs of the, yeah. you know, some, bum, it, it bum, can be bum, a bum. song. Mm -hmm. It could be a, you know, a piece of jewelry that reminds you of, something that makes you happy, but you tie it to that. So it doesn't have to have ever been tied to it before, but you tie it to that goal now. Yeah. And again, it should be sensory. So for me, one of my goals has always been and continues to be to drink plenty of water. And I, and I created an anchor. I have a beautiful mug 
that just every time I look at the mug, it makes me happy. And that mug is my reminder. It's my anchor that I want it to always be filled with hot tea or water or something so that I'm always drinking. So, you know, I love, I love little sayings. I have clients who have created beautiful little inspirational sayings that they put on their mirror. You know, the song is great. You know, maybe it's, I don't know, a smell, something that, that, that reminds you every day because you forget, you know, like, why am I doing this? This is hard. Why am I doing this? The, The anchor is a sensory experience that gets deeper into your neurons than just, you know, a list of, of, of motivating factors. Yeah. It could be a screensaver on your phone or a screensaver on your computer, something like that. So yeah, I love the anchoring. It's, it's really kind of the fun part of goal setting. Yeah. Yeah. um, And it's a strong, it's, if you do it right, it's, it's, it, it helps you, uh, in those times, you know, when you would forget, you know, so if, 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 uh, if three o'clock in the afternoon is your, is your tough time, like it is for a lot of people, you know, that, the, you know, your anchor should be something that you see or feel or smell or do or look at at three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so, you know, if that's the time when you reach for the peanut M&Ms, then, you know, maybe, maybe that's, you know, you go for your, you know, you go listen to your song or whatever it is. That's a good one. Do you have an example of a, an anchor for you, Kelly? I, I use a lot of screensavers for anchors okay. on okay. goals that I have. So, you know, if I'm thinking about something, I'll make a, a picture of it and make a screensaver. Also, I think vision boards are good anchors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. you always keep a vision board around, don't you? Yeah, I do. And positive words. Like I have a little small, it's like a 12 by 12 whiteboard that I'll put beautiful words and beautiful na- names of people that inspire me up there. That's a good, uh, that's a good anchor. You know, maybe somebody out there who, you know, is living the kind of life in one aspect that you would like to emulate. Um, that's, that's a great anchor. Yeah. Anchors. I I think they're really important. I really like, it's a, like I said, it's kind of a new concept. I think I've done it vaguely, but never as specifically, um, since I've learned to become a health coach. Oh, and you're showing me your vision board. Oh, it's beautiful. Hope, kindness, serenity gratitude there's a picture of a bicycle and there's a star and a heart it's beautiful yeah that makes me feel good swimmers yeah that's right yeah yeah that's excellent so those are people that inspire me so see uh, on my swimming icon i have all the names of my swimming Uh friends that are on there Uh and then my bike biker community i have like all the biking and then in the heart see all the family names yes i love it Look, Maria's right in the middle of that. (laughs) And at the top, it says love and joy, which are great. They're great words to start with. Yeah, I love that. That really, um, that's just my little vision board. And it's, it's, it's pretty easy. So that's kind of the fun step in this little process. And then there's one more step before you launch into the actions. Do you want to share that final? Yeah, I, again, I think this is, just something that I hadn't really thought about before I learned it in health coaching and we call it clearing the clutter. So when you're starting something new, whenever you're starting something new, whatever it is, you can't just add it to your life. You need to find a space for it. And that, that space can be psychological or it can be physical or both and probably should be both. So one thing that you can do if you're, you know, if you're trying to set a goal of, of losing weight is to clear, find some 
area in your life that needs clearing. And I think lots of times that might be a a closet or a drawer. I think one of my clients said that they were going to put all of their workout gear, kind of organize it, you know, in one place and go through it and throw away the stuff that they didn't like. And, you know, so, so, you know, it can be clearing your calendar for perhaps you need extra time to do food prep, you know, so if you, if you've had to clear out an hour every day to do food prep, to have good food, you know, that's an idea for clearing the clutter. But I think this is a really strong foundation to stand on when you're trying to set and achieve new goals. What do you think, Kelly? Yes, clearing the clutter is is huge and it sounds it sounds a lot like cleaning out your closet, but like you just said, it's also your emotional clutter. If you just, you know, if you just have baggage around, hey, I don't like to eat carrots or I don't like to exercise, then that might be a clutter that you need to clear out or if and then it could be literal, you know, it, obviously if you don't want to eat peanut M&Ms and Lay's potato chips, get them out of the pantry, clear yeah. out the pantry. But I do, I, I think you explained that really well, that before you embark on, you know, losing the quarantine 10 or any goal, you you do need to clear some clutter out time-wise, physically, emotionally, environmentally, but find out what what has held you back in in the past and get rid of that. Yeah. And, I, you know, it can... It makes you feel, well, I shouldn't say you, it makes me feel good to organize something, <laughs> you know, to, in fact, I just walked into my, my son's house and they had cleared their little mud room out. And I mean, it was never bad, but it was just totally cleared out. And, um, you know, I was asking them about that and they were just saying, yeah, we were, you know, we wanted to get ready for spring and put away all the kind of the winter stuff and, and, you know, just feel like we're starting, starting fresh there. And you could see that the energy it had given them, you know, to go out, to be outside more, to be doing the spring stuff. And, and, uh, so I, I think it's for me, the physical act of actually clearing, cleaning, organizing gives me a lot of energy and is a great launching pad for doing anything especially starting something that might might seem challenging. Yes, yes, I love it. So these are the steps, and then we launch into action steps. But when what's going well, you state your desired goals, you find your motivating factor, you anchor it to something, you clear the clutter, and then you write out two or three things that you're initially going to do to start this loss during, you know, of your, of your, you know, quarantine 10. So what would be some examples of some action steps? Well, I think this is where people can get really bogged down and then write down like, uh, okay, I'm going to only eat a thousand calories a day and I'm going to exercise for an hour and a half a day and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, you know, they're, they can, they can put too much down. So here's the encouragement. The encouragement is small goals. <laughs> We've talked about this since we launched this podcast, but this is my goal that my, my life's work is to encourage people to take small steps. And the, and the more change you have to make, the smaller the step you need to take. My daughter says, the bigger the hole, the smaller the goal. <laughs> so my suggestion for, and for me, you know, my action steps might be as simple as um, trying to not snack between lunch and dinner. Or here's another one, 
quit eating after six o'clock or 6.30 or seven o'clock. Something that's very, that I know is manageable and not, you know, I'm not trying to change my whole life here. I'm for this one, and I'm going to just do this like this week or maybe for two weeks. I'm going to try one change. And I, you know, I think that the action steps have to be something that you, you feel, you know, you can do. We talk about inevitable success. Um, You want to have success. And so make the action step small. And maybe it's just, I'm going to try to get my 64 ounces of water in every day. I'm going to, you know, create a, my anchor is going to be my beautiful pitcher with lemons in it. And I'm going to fill that up in the morning and I'm going to drink all day. And that's going to keep me full and keep me from snacking sometimes when I'm probably just thirsty. So I love, I love the idea of creating something really manageable. What's your thoughts on that, Kelly? Definitely. Definitely. I've always heard my whole life that, you know, the more that somebody needs to change, the smaller the steps need to be. So I think small action steps and maybe just one that you, that is related to why have you gained this, you know, weight over the, this past period? Is it, you know, is it eating a whole bag of potato chips? Maybe you want to just put out one serving size and just Mm. eat one serving of potato chips and not eight servings of potato chips. So they can be small steps, but little, we need some little action steps to, to, to kick this off. And we would love to know how you guys are receiving this. If it's working for you, we're going to be doing these things with you as we go and keeping you posted. And I think these six steps, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. We got six things there. And um, I think those are really the way to approach this new found little weight gain that I think many, many Americans have gotten. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, if you can uh, climb these, these uh, very easy to approach rungs, then, then you will have success. Yes. Wonderful. Well, we, we are at hello at championsmojo.com. We'd love to hear how you are doing during the, uh, or how you did during the quarantine. And if you're coming out and what you're doing with your exercising and eating and, uh, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know. We want to encourage you. Um, and we need the encouragement ourselves. So <laughs> send any encouragement yeah. our, our way. Kelly, so great to talk to you. I love you. Thanks so much for setting this conversation up. Yeah. Love you too, Maria. Talk to you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. This week's quote of the week, nothing tastes as good as thin feels. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast with host Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Champions Mojo is produced by Cobra Media, and a new episode debuts every Tuesday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Follow Champions Mojo on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Champions Mojo.